This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Isaiah, let me ask you a question. Have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Nah, what's that? Okay, let me give you the rundown. It's basically the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you literally everything you need all in one place. Do you want to know how it works? Yeah, tell me all about it. Okay, well, Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start recording today. You don't even need any fancy software or anything like that. Whoa, we got to get on top of that ASAP. Right? And there's still more. You can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place that you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. What? I'm on Spotify every day. Let me log on real quick. Also, with Anchor, creators like us can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. I'm going to download the Anchor app and check anchor.fm and start today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make It Work, the Project Runway recap podcast brought to you by Silent Podcast. I am here. My name is Gia Worthy, and I am so excited to be here. We are back to fashion. No more uh, pairs, Olympian-esque costume maybe fashion maybe not looks we are back and we are bigger than ever at least if you are uh octavio's head designer hat designer but 
And I'm so excited to be here with Naomi Calhoun and Nicole Horn. Hey Gia, what's going on? I'm doing well, but you know, it was, there were some highs and there were some lows this week. So I'm really excited to get into the nitty gritty of everything, but this is probably the most predictable week we've had in my opinion. So even though I loved some of the looks that were brought out, I feel like the top did not surprise me. The bottom definitely did not surprise me, particularly the bottom two. So uh, everything in between though was a lot of fun to watch. They speculated last week was a mercy kill. And I would say this week is definitely a mercy kill because, (laughs) you know, sometimes you just have to put uh, a clown dress out of its misery. No, like the fact that we started the episode with Katie saying, you know what, I've been on the bottom four times, but I'm confident. Like, you know what, if I had her level of confidence, I'd probably be curing cancer. You know, like we need to be directing that energy elsewhere, you know? Come on, mom. This is why the judges need to be mean still because they're an hour's worth of content and not one judge said that this looked like a clown suit. And it was so obvious. I'm sorry, like from the shoes to the look to the fabric choice, I was, they are showing some restraint this season, restraint, and it is not welcomed by me. I, it's going to be so devastating when like two weeks from now, the episode is like Big Apple Circus and Katie is going to be gone. And it's like, damn, it would have been her Mr. Prime. That was just disrespectful sorry, in the funniest Katie. way possible. <laughs> like, you're going to hell, but like, I'm joining, <laughs> I'm joining you for laughing. A joke's on you. There is no hell in, in Judaism. So I guess I'll go to Katie's version of hell, whatever she said she was from. I don't know if the Mormons, be- actually, maybe they do. I can't, I'm not sure. I'm not I don't sure. know. And I only know through Book of Mormon. So I can't say that that's even correct. So who knows? Yeah, eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. It does, does sound like hell. Kind of a vibe though. Who wants to hang out in eternal damnation? Ooh, eternal. Damnation is like the sequel to Kid Nation. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, if there was a reality show called Eternal Damnation, like sign me up. I'm there. It's nice. yeah, it sounds it sounds like the name of an org that's gonna follow me on Twitter in a couple weeks. Please <laughs> <laughs> leave them out of this. The task this week, grab a white box from the wall, open it up, and find an accessory and make an outfit in collaboration with this accessory designer. I was surprised that the accessory designer was also working on something. Was this clear to you guys in the episode when it started off? I thought that they were just looking at this, oh, what a nice pair of shoes. Let me go make a dress based off the shoes. I really thought that it was like you make an outfit inspired by this look or paired with whatever the accessory was in the box. So I was also surprised when they came in on, I think it was like day two or three or whatever with like their new designed uh, accessory piece. But I'm actually, I actually really like it. Um, The way that they were able to collaborate together and we got to see some range from the different designers that were involved in it. So I think it, it, it was a pleasant surprise. And small business. I love supporting small business. Like, you know what? It's the holiday season. This just inspired me to buy one less present on Amazon. So that's been good. Um, seeing how like Chantal was like literally moved to tears. I was like, okay, that's keeping me from like 
buying like I don't know all of my things on from Mr. Bezos when I could be like buying earrings from like I don't know Chantal those door knocker earrings she was wearing in the workroom gorgeous I would definitely love to get a pair from her designer can we talk about how of course Octavio got that fucking hat I was rigged he knew the designer beforehand whose hat he got yeah I expected him to be in the top from the jump just from seeing that hat I'm like he owns that hat he owns that hat in every color. <laughs> the, the, uh, the Fairly Odd Parents guy with the huge. Doug Dimidone, yep. Doug yep. Dimidone, owner of the Dimsdale Dimidone. That is, Dimidone that is that is the man vibes. that made that hat. It was amazing. Giving 10 gallons. It was so funny when I, I didn't realize that, of course, part of this challenge is that you're supposed to collaborate with the accessory designer to create a new accessory to go with your garment. Until Octavia was talking about how he was like, oh, the hat's going to be even bigger and have these straps. And I was like, that's not what the hat you're holding looks like. And then I was like, oh, they're making another big ass fucking hat for him. And I, did you guys ever read um, Go Dog Go, the like Dr. Seuss book? Yes. Part of it where it goes, do you like my hat? No, I do not like your hat. And that's like what I feel inside sometimes when I look at Octavio. But, you know, he's trying his best and... um everybody else really likes it and I guess he is in a way making hats for me and I just don't want to accept it as a part of the big head community so uh maybe I should really check myself before I wreck myself uh, yeah to emphasize your big hat I love and it's because you have so many um so much intelligence up there you know? so many thoughts so many thoughts okay here's my question to you guys do you think this should have been one type of accessory for each person so either everybody gets something different or everybody gets something the same or do you like the way that they executed it i was so people some people got purses some people got shoes some people got uh jewelry what do you guys think about the the variance amongst the designers i'm i was very happy with how it went down i thought it was pretty even across the board some people got really interesting things like praje got those cool gloves and that was like very distinct from the other people but I feel like it was fair. Some people got shoes, some people got purses, some people got bags. No sunglasses, that could have been cute. Uh, that would have been something new. But can you really name like 12 different accessories? I, I can't. Like a jewelry designer is going to make all different types of jewelry. So, I mean, throw Coral in there. Give her a little macrame moment. Make her a small business owner. Make her collaborate with herself. Coral is her own challenge. her own challenge in this in this round I love it but no I think this was probably the best way that they could do it I definitely don't want them to all get the same thing like everyone gets a pair of shoes or everyone gets a pair of gloves if we're if the purpose of the challenge is that you're highlighting these small business accessory designers and I think you do want to show the the range of these talented designers and what they can do and what types of accessories they're highlighting but yeah, I'm kind of on the same thing. I don't think it's also fair to do like a different thing for each designer that's left either. So I'm happy with what they did. I do wish we had a couple more jewelry designers. Like Anna got the perfect necklace for Anna when she was pulling out theirs. I just like that is 100% an Anna piece. And we didn't see a ton of her this episode, probably because she had immunity and she was safe. But things like that, I would love to have seen a couple more uh, jewelry designers. I think 
the shoes were probably the least memorable to me in terms of all the accessories that were there. They just like didn't pop to me as well as some of the other accessories um, that we saw throughout the episode. But it was still, I loved seeing all of these different designers and see how this played out over the next couple of days. And I do, even though I was demanding that the judges be meaner, I do like that they didn't do the traditional like designer and the designers clashing with each other, making one of the accessory designers looking like the most difficult one or something like it seemed like a pretty namaste zen environment with everyone everyone was able to work together and collaborate on this and I think that does serve the purpose of this challenge of highlighting these small businesses very well well guys this challenge is inspired by the idea of supporting small businesses like Nicole said she's gonna do and if you don't uh everyone at behind the secret support you know hold her accountable um <laughs> but we're gonna celebrate being back in business basically and the winning team of designer and accessory designer gets 25k from visa guys speaking of our lovely sponsors of project runway and not this show who is your favorite sponsor of all you know, just reality TV in general. Oh, absolutely. First of all, anytime Survivor goes over the top with product placements, it makes my heart sing just of how terrible it is, particularly when they do restaurants or when the prizes were movies. Survivor just went like over the top with it and it was so funny to watch. And I will never forget Sophie Clark's indifferent face to watching Jack and Jill, like the worst movie of all time. Sophie, I feel you, girl. That's why she won a million dollars, in my opinion. But also Survivor South Africa has the most hilarious product placements like throughout the entire season. It's like their sponsors will be like tweeting about it on their Twitter handles. They'll be doing like prizes of these different types of products. And there's um, at the end, I guess a security system was one of their sponsors this year. So at the finale, they did no other product placement throughout the entire finale. But at the very end, they did, they had two security guards surrounding that franchise, that Survivor franchise's host with the million dollars and like the votes inside and everything. So it was like a very dramatic ending. And I held that season in high regard. And I just think the product placement just made it all the more hilarious didn't like wendy's sponsor big brother canada that one time they sponsored it this year actually because they did their every time someone was new was hoh they got to pick someone to do a wendy's meal with them that's so goofy and i love it as someone who could throw back a four for four anytime i respect it and i didn't know they did it like that in canada so i'm glad that (laughs) Our friends across the border, including Kirsten says what, can get themselves a baked potato and chili at any time. Because didn't somebody get their their mom was like delivering the food and they like didn't recognize their mom? Like Yes, that was I remember that. That was iconic. Not gonna lie, I would start some drama on Big Brother over the HOH not picking me for Wendy's because their fries are good now. (laughs) Yeah, they had a glow up. Mm-hmm. This is like um when the challenge has like Burger King as a sponsor and you're like, I know damn well that none of them are eating Burger King right now. Like maybe in the off season when CT is getting a dad bod. Uh, I was going to say my favorite 
uh, sponsorship is from Project Runway. It's when Dixie Cup was sponsoring Project Runway. You guys remember that era? Didn't they have to make a challenge around just Dixie Cups? Tell me I'm not making that up. No, that was like for products. Uh, Dixie Cup. It was one of their, it was like one of their unconventional challenges or something. This could just be Mandela effect, but I was there. I was in the room with them when they were making the Dixie Cup. I'm remembering the cup print. I'm envisioning it in my head right now as we speak. I remember it all too well. It's guys, Reddit's loading, okay? Reddit's loading. I was there. I remember it all too well. Um, Do you remember when um, on that one season of the challenge where the winners of the challenge got a Zoom? Yes. Oh, yes. Because I, I went back and rewatched almost the entirety of the challenge. Um, and uh, yes, um, the, they get zooms. They get like sidekicks. They get like photo cameras. Like they they get the funniest, goofiest little prizes for like winning the challenges. But I love it because then they're just like really excited to like win a zoom, which I'm sure would have been really cool back then. Um, but guys, Visa, which I don't know if you guys noticed. In mood, they're tapping their little cards. They're saying, "Ooh, thank you, mood. We're buying this on my visa." Well, now we're headed to mood, so don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna get there. We're headed to mood. Here's the biggest moment of, of this mood trip: is Christian telling Coral not to pick the color black. Huge, huge decision, groundbreaking decision, not using the color black. Um, Nicole, what do you think about Coral? Coral, somebody who. Even Elaine has to say, hey, we don't know who the fuck you are, which we've been saying for five episodes now. Oh, I can't believe she even had to think about it for that long. I was like, do we really disrespect Christian that much that he's literally looking you deep in the eyes as if he's about to kiss you and tell you you need to change the color of your fabric? You got to do it. Like I one time I had a stress dream. I was on Project Runway. I've been having really vivid dreams lately. And, and my sewing machine broke, like what happened to Coral? But at least like she went out there and took a risk on the fabric. So um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with the stress dream, but like, imagine like, it, that would be something that would also happen in my stress dream, Christian. She's shaking me and yelling not to get the black fabric. No, like, I'm sorry. If, if Christian is telling you, this is the one thing you need to do is change the fabric. And like, and Coral in particular, she's never been, a top or bottom designer yet um and it doesn't make sense for her to question christian's feedback of like this is how you can get out of that safety position and then i immediately thought about you naomi when uh christian was making that point because i remember you saying last week thou the project runway lighting is very unflattering to all black looks and it's it's sort of true and with Coral, with her constantly doing black looks, it just makes sense like that this is something that you can change to help make yourself stand out a little bit because what she's been doing has not been working. And eventually all the other bottom designers are gonna be gone and Coral is gonna take their place. So this should have been a very easy decision. I can't believe that this was her big dilemma of the episode. And I mean, shout out to Willem drag queen icon um who uh willem and alaska make this point all the time on rupaul's drag race which is like black is just hard to see in a, a very big studio like that um and i as soon as he said it i was like oh my god christian it's like we're the same it's like we are just synced up 
Um, but I'm so, I think if Coral had done this look in black, it would have been, it would have just been like a rehash of the hauntingly chic in a lot of ways, and it wouldn't have stood out for any reason. Um, so she is very smart to do this. And we'll, I guess we'll talk about it now. I, I remember later in the episode, her hat designer creates a hat and she's like, oh, it's too dark. It's a darker red. I don't think that's really a problem. She was really concerned about it, but there's nothing, I, nothing stands out to me as like, oh, that's a huge problem if it's a red paired with a darker red. I don't know. I, I feel like Coral was really sort of freaking out for no reason. And this is, I think, a great example of when, when people overthink and get too worried about what's going on and can't see just like fashion happening in front of them. And I'm glad that Coral was able to overcome it and put everything forward and actually get spoken to this episode. We said words to her. It's a huge moment. What it's a very big accomplishment to make it to the top. I'm, I don't know why I was trying to like quote um who was that guy on Big Brother? He's like it's a really big accomplishment. You know, to make the jury was that Paul being all condescending, not me being condescending to Coral. She made it to the top though. Uh, I did do, do wish she didn't cover the hat in the fabric. I feel like we didn't really get to see the hat shine, and that probably was why she didn't ultimately end up winning the challenge. They also go to. Um, high trim and feathers, which I didn't realize that they were going to do this until they were like, Kristen was like, oh, I'm not going with you guys, go. <laughs> um, and they are picking out all these different sorts of like crystals, feathers, chains, all this like additional stuff. Accoutrements. Right. Here's my question. Is this like something that they've done before and we just don't see it normally, but for some reason they showed it? Or... Is this like a special treat that they get to do? Like, I don't fully understand the need to go get this, but it, it works out for a lot of designers very successfully. But like, if somebody's designing, you know, chain mail for you back home, why do you need more chain mail? Although Anna, Anna could wear as much chain mail as she wants and she could, you know, I don't know, stab me with a sword or something. I would gladly accept it. Thank you, Anna. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's been a couple times where they have done this before, where they're going to a separate store to get all of these accoutrements. But I I feel like the, these are special occasions that are specific to the challenge. And it makes sense for this challenge because they want to pick things that are going to go with their final look. But I don't know. I'm just not... I, I have, I'm pretty sure this is just like, yeah, this is your special treat for, for the day because it fits the challenge aesthetic. That's exactly what I was going to call it. A little treat for the designers. You, you, can, go to, you can go to an accessory as a treat. And Anna got a little, little wig for herself. So I think it was all in all a successful trip. This was all just a scheme for Anna to treat herself since she's been carrying the competition. So we thank you, Anna, for your service. The yassification of Anna, the fashion designer. <laughs> fashion designer, uh, wife to many of the contestants. Mm. We love it. I love Anna's arc. Sugar Here, mama. Here's a quote from her. Thank you for helping the queen. I'll invite you to my castle. God bless Anna. Um, so funny. Queen. And, and I was going to say, Someone else who has a lot of fun in the trimmings and uh, accessory store is Zayden. Um, Zayden has a little too much fun on the floor, picking out big old earrings and big old necklaces. He really goes quite hard. 
And I love the enthusiasm. I was almost like, did they just have way too much money? Because Anna just buys herself a hat. Zayden buys like half the store. I don't know if like maybe like budget constraints are just a thing where they're like, oh, we'll just let them buy what they want. We have enough money. You know, we got Visa sponsoring us now. I feel like there's not a lot of budget constraints. And I love when people fight about money on reality TV. I'm watching, again, a lot of Amazing Race. So I love watching people fight about like, you know, should we pay $50 for a cab or $20 for a bus? I don't know why. It just lights up something in my brain. So I'm missing, I don't know if you guys agree with me, that part of Project Runway that's like, oh, I only have $250. I can't buy this. I know. Where is the personal dilemmas here? These people are literally buying themselves little treats to just help them with their stress in the competition. And I'm all for self-care, all for it. I love the fact that Anna and Zayden are able to treat themselves because I love them both so much. But yeah, it does. It feels off that there's been several challenges where it seems like they can just go nuts. And we haven't had those same dilemmas that we've had in other seasons about budget or am I able to get everything that I need or want for this design? So yeah, it was, it was weird, but also like far be it from me to question Anna getting nice things for herself. Cause I would never. <laughs> no, no question about it. No question about it. Go ahead, queen. And I was going to ask at the end of the episode, who is going to, who do we think each of our top four predictions are going to be? Um, and she's solidly in mine. And I think the edit this week totally solidified that she was a silent killer. I think that's absolutely right. I've said it before, like Octavia is someone who I think is going to be in the final four. And I think Anna is definitely cementing herself as she's definitely going to be up there too. Um, she has great taste level. People call her like silent but deadly in like the workroom. Like she's coming for the crown. I want to talk about this. Our fave, Aaron, who's not on Twitter. I tried to like tweet about how much we love him, but he's not on freaking Twitter. So a little rude, but Aaron wants to make a bathing suit. I feared for Aaron's life when I heard him say that. Uh, he wanted to make an all-white bathing suit. Gia, did, did it strike as much fear into your heart as it did into mine? When he came up with this idea, on one hand, I was like, it's Aaron. He can do what he wants, and I'll love it. But then also, it's like okay, but will the judges love it? Because I'm sure their opinion matters more. So I was a little worried. I didn't think Aaron was ever going to go home at this point, but it, it felt weird. And I thought there was going to be more of a conclusion to it other than him being safe, which is why I was a little worried. But I also feel like for an accessory challenge, like why not do a bathing suit with some cute little accessories with it? Like you're, you're going out to the pool party or something or like the beach bar, but I don't know. I really, I honestly wish he just did the swimsuit and a different cover because the swimsuit I was fine with, it was like the blue slip on thing that he, it was not Aaron's week. And I'm fine with that. I still love him. He's top three in my heart of this cast forever, but this was not, this was not his best look in my opinion, but the swimsuit I ended up being like, yeah, whatever. That part's fine. Yeah, white swimsuit, my ovary said no. <laughs> you know, that's a little too a little too exposed for me. I do um I thought his comment about how it could go Hamptons resort where was kind of funny. 
because those Hamptons women, those their wallets be packed. So that would be very profitable. I don't know why he said like Hamptons when I was like, I assume that's like kind of the most fashionable, one of the most fashionable beaches you could go to. Like if he said like Jersey Shore, then I would be like, all right, that's a little, you know. Yeah, I think what saved the look was the little shawl thing over it. I think that covered up where the white might be a little bit more revealing. But yeah, it's all about choices. Aaron, he's making his choices. Katie is making hers. I'm going to- This I'm gonna, girl does not listen. I'm sorry. I can't. I, this is, But she can't I'm listen to the voices. Gia, as Nina Garcia says, she can't listen to the voices. But she should listen to the voices. But she can't listen to the voice. Oh, my God. No, Katie's her own worst enemy because, like, and it is a matter of taste at this point. There's just, we were, and we started the season being so excited to see her perspective because she clearly was, she clearly had a point of view. She liked loud colors. She liked, you know, like a lot of feminine, like, prints and stuff. She loved pink. I love pink. So I was all for it. But just week after week, it was just poor choices. And I said, I would have rather seen her go last week than, um, than who we lost. So, and then Sabrina, when she went back, but that didn't happen last week. And it was just more of the same. She didn't want to be, she wanted to be conservative with her look. She didn't want it to be like a certain length. So she did like her mullet dress to replace it. I don't know what else to call it. I know there's a better name for that, but I was just, I can't, I just couldn't with it. It looks like a clown costume from start to finish and it just never got better. And I just, I, I feel like Christian just gave up at that point. It's like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> he said, it looks like you. And the fact that she's been the bottom the past four weeks consecutively, I feel like that's a bad omen. Like, I don't know about that. Yeah, Christian was never using his save on her, if not for oh the fact that she's on the bottom. But also, I just don't think I have theories about who Christian's favorites are. And Katie is definitely not one. He's still salty about her blaming her blaming him for one of her his her bottom looks. I laughed. I had two moments that scared the shit out of me. One was when Aaron said he was doing a bathing suit. And the other was when in the end, Christian was like being really nice to Katie. And I was like, the music's kind of swelling. Is he about to use his Siriano save? I will stop watching this show if he Siriano saves her. But then it didn't happen, so it was okay. But, spoiler alert, Katie goes home. Here's, okay, here's what makes me upset about Katie. And, and I saw this online as well. Katie constantly talks about how she's designing for herself. It's not just that, like, oh, my, the woman I'm designing for is similar to me or the person I'm designing for is this kind of aesthetic that maybe matches up. Katie always is like, would I wear that with my kids? And it's like, but that's not what fashion is, Katie. Like, fashion is selling to a mass market. And some women like to show their kneecaps. So I don't understand why you're so freaked out at the idea of, like, making something short and making something that, like, has a little bit of, like, cinching to it. I'd love to play this game with you guys. What can you forgive about Katie's aesthetic? Because I can forgive the, you know, the big ruffles on the shirts and the sleeves and the overzealous pattern. But what I cannot forgive is that she refuses to draw in the dress to actually fit the curves of her model and show any form of flattering shape or skin. And that to me is why 
Katie is failing constantly. She kind of has it in the Hauntingly Chic episode, right? There's a little bit of a form to it. And then she just refuses. She's like, no, no, no. I want to make sure everybody looks like a pillowcase all of the time. Nicole, what can you not for what can you forgive and not forgive about Katie's aesthetic? You said what I was thinking, but didn't know how to articulate. So thank you. Katie designs for herself. And like that's great, but you can't sell clothes to yourself. That's not a profitable business model. And I'm not that very good at economics, but I know that for sure. You have to make products that people want to buy. And I don't know how many other Katie's are in the world, how many Mormon overconfident mothers of four that are also from the Church of the Latter-day Saints um, and live in Japan are out there. It's a very niche demographic, but um, at least it's over now. And also, why was she, did she not talk to her designer about what the shoes were gonna look like? Because if I knew that the shoes were gonna be flat, I would know that a shorter skirt is gonna be fine. There, there's way less concerns there. Like, was that just a communication error? Because like, y'all got smartphones, just text about it. Gia, what can you forgive on Kate's aesthetic? The oh, colors, no. and like, that's it. I'm so over everything else, but no, I'm sorry. I feel like Katie would call me a hussy in her head. I just like know it. I just don't feel like. <laughs> She, I'm sorry. She's just like, I feel slut shamed every time she talks about how it's like, I don't, basically she wants, she wants her women to look like a pillowcase. And I'm like, I don't want to look like a pillowcase. I want to wear something short. I want to show my curves. Like I'm very proud of them. So you know what? Like, no, no, Katie, like let women show their figures for a little bit. Like we don't, it doesn't have to be a mystery all the time. I'm sorry. And like, it goes in all different directions. And I feel like there isn't, there are no like confident choices in her look. She has the big sleeves, but then she also has like the un, whatever the non-form fitting hemlines and all this other stuff in the loud prints. And it's just so clear that she was not only out of her depth, but that she has a very particular point of view and it's not marketable to a lot of women, especially women that want to feel sexy. Like mm. maybe that makes Katie feel sexy that she's wearing, or maybe she just doesn't want to feel sexy, but like, come on, Katie, like market for someone, someone is going to most women or maybe not most, a lot of women will want to look hot. I want to look hot. I enjoy looking hot on occasion. Okay. So this is just, this upsets me. It's just, I've gotten to my point. I just, my Catholic school flashbacks were coming to where we had to like, look like, Mm. like, like the, the body of a stick figure was, I think what they were going for. It was just, it was not working. Yeah. I think the other idea here is that like oh moms would only want to she's saying oh they keep saying that i'm matronly but there's lots of fun and fresh elements to katie's garments i do think that the bold patterns like bold patterns are are great right now people love to stand out and pop on the street people love to have big garments octavio clearly is doing oversized garments and making them really work but what Katie is doing is she's like, okay, and we're going to button it all the way up to the Adam's apple. And we're going to make sure that 
we put her in some nice flats and it's just it's lacking any sort of uh youth and i feel like actually that's that's what the judges are not properly ex expressing to katie they're not expressing that she's not youthful in the way that she designs the garment and i think that's why she keeps missing the the boat on what she's trying to make um we'll we'll talk more about her look in a little bit uh let's move on to bones's lady of the lake where he is inspired by the coral reef and so wants okay the coral reef the beautiful colorful majestic ocean and he says i want to make a tan hat i was a little bit lost on bones's vision bones knows who bones is but i don't think i do i love the hat the hat designer did an amazing Very job of it and i think it was absolutely beautiful the dress itself obviously did not do it justice. I actually do like the fabric colors that he went with. I was just, I was just not with the design aesthetic this week. I'm sorry. Like, and I had a feeling that this was how the bottom was going to go with the exception of Zayden, but it was a mess. It was just a mess, but the hat designer did an amazing job. I did chuckle so hard when Bones clapped back at Brandon. I was like, yes. Oh my God, just, I need him. I need him to stay for at least a couple more rounds. I'm sorry. I just, I loved it. He was providing the entertainment. Yeah, another episode of Bones, like somehow being the main character. Um, that point that you just said, Naomi, about not knowing who Bones is kind of resonated with me here. I just felt like the outfit really lacked the point of view. I mean, it was, you can't just like point at a fork and say, this is a seagull. Because those two things are not the same. Very much so. So I feel like that's what he does. He point to his dress. Like, can you see the, the waves and the coral influence in the ruffles that I'm making? And nobody had the heart to say, baby, I don't see it. And maybe if they did, he chose to ignore it. But um, when Christian, when coral listened to Christian before, it worked out great for her. So maybe we got to be doing a little bit more editing. And listening, active listening. Mm. Well, and the other idea, right, is that like coral is actually a very stiff fabric and the hats are made of very stiff fabric. And Bones kind of went with this very weird combination of ruffles, but draped, but sort of just dragging. Like, you know, we remember some of the designers like Rami was so popular for doing all his draping and things like that. Um, draping is different than just like dragging down a fabric with ruffles, which is what Bones has seemingly done in this moment. Christian calls it a big tattered muumuu. And if Christian Siriano ever said to me that what I was designing looked like a big tattered muumuu, I would put it all in the trash bin immediately. Um, so now we're going to jump back to the apartment for a scene that I was actually surprised was in the episode, but I think uh, speaks to something larger that I think we can totally talk about, which is that Zayden gets a call from his partner who says that uh, it's tough to make rent right now and uh, something's happening back home. And, you know, I wish Zayden the best. I think he's a, a wonderful, wonderful designer and fun TV personality. What I think this really demonstrates and this, what this whole episode is about is that fashion is like small businesses and fashion designers aren't all uh you know, Galliano's and like Karl Lagerfeld's, like it's a lot of struggling people trying to get their art noticed. Even though it might seem invasive, I thought it was very important to have in the episode because it is relevant to show that like these designers, it's, fashion is not glamorous. It is, it is not, you know, instant money. 
and like high fashion models all day. When we see the designers chain smoking cigarettes, I get that vibe as well. That's just a better way of, um, of putting it, I think. This was, and I love Zayden. I wish we saw more of Zayden in some of these other weeks, to be honest. And I love his designs for the most part too. So I'm a big Zayden fan. We see that Zayden is struggling like financially outside, but then we also see him on the bottom this week. So it just feels like a very downer episode for him. And even though it was obvious that he wasn't going home, with what else was down there but it was just it was it was just not fun to see it was sad and I do appreciate the fact that it does make it clear that like being on reality tv or being a designer being on project runway does not make you wealthy it doesn't make your uh home life go away or it doesn't make the problems that you came in to the competition with going away and Zayden's been nothing but a very nice very a kind person. He got along with all the other designers, it seems like, and he got along with everyone in partner challenges and things too. So like, this is just not, I don't want to see Zayden sad. I want, I want him to do well and I want nice things for him. So it was just very sad that like, this was the episode we saw him in this light. And then he's on the bottom for a look. Honestly, I don't personally feel like he should have been in the bottom four. And I'm glad Mm. that Elaine said something because I don't feel like that was the bottom look but or a bottom look but it was very sad to see him see him in that light but I do hope that there are better things for him after this episode and we will get to see more of him in a positive light and have some opportunities outside of the show for him as well I couldn't agree more I hope that Zayden is doing well now um and kind of I hope that Zayden makes it really really far um like he and chastity would be people that i would be not disappointed to see in the finals for sure oh can i make a point by the way about chastity this is no my... i'm sorry you can't talk about project Runway on our project on my podcast no i have a <laughs> point it's like it's my little conspiracy theory but i feel like it is backed up by evidence from the show but i think I do think Christian has favorites, but I think Chastity is definitely his favorite of the designers that we've seen so far. I, agree. I don't know. If, I don't know if we've seen several times that Christian and Chastity have a really good rapport in the workroom. They're joking around with each other. He's like chasing her around the workroom half the time. So I'm just like, this is clearly Christian's favorite. And it makes me so happy because I adore Chastity and I want also good things for Chastity as well. I don't know if that means, I don't think that Christian would save Chastity just because she's his favorite. I don't think Christian would save any designer just because they're his personal favorite, but I love their workroom friendship and I just want more, I want more Chastity Christian content. Yeah, no, triple down. Last week they had such cute moments in the workroom and I also feel like chastity gets a lot of random moments in the edit that make her personality shine and when we see that on a show like survivor it's a cue that this person's going deep and um i think christian's obvious love for chastity and just the the ease at which they they banter back and forth i was like oh she's comfortable literally like in between everyone's stressing project running just hands me my weekly serotonin boost of christian and chastity being their wonderful selves 
she literally is like, when's my mixtape dropping? And like, nobody will sing with poor Chastity. Um, as we've seen time and time again, nobody wants to talk when Chastity has something to say. Well, we're headed to the runway, folks. It's time to talk about fashion even more than we already have. Up first on the runway, one of the top garments of the week is Octavio's polka dot fantasy. Do you guys, <laughs> we didn't even talk about how Anna, Octavio asked Anna, what is she, what does she think? And she goes, well, I hate the fabric. <laughs> and he's like, why would you say that? She's like, I mean, I'm being honest. After he built, after he basically made the entire garment and had no fabric left, she's like, I don't like it. But also, it's polka dots, so can we blame her? I but mean, it was, yeah, was cute. I, I like polka dots. I think that Octavio made, did his Octavio thing, made an outfit with shapes, big billowy sleeves, cinched waist, big hat, big, like, this is the same. Can't lose. Yeah, like, honestly, clear hearts, full mind, big hat, can't lose. It's like so obvious, and I love that this was the designer that Octavio got paired with because I was like, oh my God, this is the most Octavio accessory designer with the most Octavio look we could possibly ask for in this challenge. Also not a huge fan of the polka dots. I am with Anna on that train, but it works. And I think it really works with the big hat as well, so... I don't know how I feel about Octavio at this point. I do really like him. And I think he has made some beautiful work. And like on a personal level, he seems like a fun character on the show. But I feel like we get a lot of the same from him. And the judges love it no matter what. So as someone that like wants to see differences that these designers come out with week to week, it just seems a little frustrating that some designers are just going to be in the top no matter what. Yeah, that, that's that's my big issue with this is like, I think this dress is is great. I think the hat is fun, but it, it's a black and white dress and a black hat. And as much as I want to say that I'm wowed by it, I think a lot of this has to do with Didi, the model's performance of selling this garment and a lot of great movement to it. I actually think that some designs were more stylish and interesting overall. Um, but uh, just to give a shout out to the hat designer, this is headwear designer Rodney Patterson. Apparently they run in the same circles. They know of each other, which is very funny. Um, and I do love the gigantic hat box, but I don't I don't think that would be something Octavio made. I assume that's something that Rodney kind of brought from home and was like, hey, by the way, I make giant hats and I have a giant hat box. Here you go. Up next, the Lady of the Lake. It's Bones's uh, Jellyfish Jam Eleganza. It is, I, I like, I can't even describe it. What, what kind of like fabric is this? It's so many fabrics. It's so much going on. The headpiece is this lovely sort of cream tan beige uh, that has all these folds. I, I say this with respect. It does look a little bit like a fortune cookie. I just think because of the way the folds are coming together. And it's blocking the model's face in a way that I don't love. And I wonder if there's just entirely too much going on and it stops being fashion and it starts being just like chaos the beige mm. is so ugly i'm sorry bones you know you know i'm always tough on you but it's all love this is just not a garment that anybody 
would feel desirable in. You know, we, we had this conversation, but <laughs> it's just really, really pitiful. Um, I like the shoes. That's not, not a bad choice. And the hat. The hat is very well executed. The hat is giving me, um, what is that a kind of sea creature? It's like giving me like jellyfish, but like coral reef, jellyfish in the coral reef. Like a sea anemone? Like anemone, maybe. It, it's giving that. It's giving that. It's giving marine biology. But um, it's giving <laughs> also washed up on the shore. It's giving marine biology. <laughs> So when the picture expanded, I went to the next page. So I had to like scroll up. And when you look at it from the bottom up, it like does, the bottom half does not look that bad until you get to the waist and realize that there's like no waistline. So I would say there is potential here. If the top half was completely different than what it is now, I don't like the ruffle that goes like from like the, the little purple ruffle that yeah, goes the, from the seat the, belt of ruffle. yeah the seat belt ruffle from like the right what would that be yeah the right shoulder to the like to the boob basically I would change that um I I, I feel like I'd like this a little bit if like the top was like a fitted bodice maybe or something just something completely different than what it is like I, let it have a shape and then maybe that there's something here when I see the hat, it gives me like Kentucky Derby or mm. like Sunday church, like bet, like church best uh, hat. Like, so one of those, and I think those have very specific styles and looks to them. And I think Bones really could have gone in that direction and given something that fit the hat better. I don't feel like this outfit fits what the hat is giving really and I think that's a big issue with it the hat's beautiful I think if he went something in a similar to direction to Praget like he would not be in the bottom and he'd probably be one of like maybe not the top designer but he definitely has a beautiful hat to work with and I think that if he matched that energy it would have been a lot a better outcome for Bones. Um, also uh, on Reddit I was just reading a comment. Somebody said that Katie and her model look like they're wearing mommy and me outfits. Uh, and I think we should just stop recording the podcast because we're never going to say anything as funny as that. Amazing. I love it. Some Oshkosh Bagosh vibes. Well, up next, we have Coral's Lady in Red Lace. This is, uh, I would say, one very similar to uh what i remember chastity put out right a couple weeks ago the sort of lace bodice revealing a lot and um it has similarities to uh, what anna created in the hauntingly chic episode as well as chastity um i mean it, it's a classic silhouette that people are using nowadays of um very uh interesting undergarments overlaid with a beautiful sort of see-through lace. It has a lovely red hat that actually I can't tell if uh, it's just that Coral has put the lace on top of the hat and sort of blended it all together to make this weird veil or if the hat designer included the veil itself. We may never know. And then it's got some macrame. 
this is a lovely look. I forgot to mention that Bones' hat designer um, is Ashaka, and Coral's hat was made by Lynn Pike, P-A-I-K. This, I mean, this definitely deserved to be in the top. I was not blown away by it, but I think that this is a very, very successful garment. Good for Coral. She deserved to get talked to. I feel like every designer deserves to get spoken to at some point before we're halfway through a season. I'm glad she got spoken to, but part of me wishes that they took a moment to be like WTF about covering up the hat. Like, didn't Zayden get in so much trouble for obscuring the accessory as if she didn't literally obscure it with her more of her fabric? I don't know. I feel like that's why she didn't um, win in the end. Considering the needle broke on her sewing machine and that like surfaced some childhood trauma for her. So we got like deep storyline. I knew she was going to be in the top and finally get her moment. But I wish they might would have given her a tiny slap on the wrist because I wasn't, that was kind of mean. It was giving bully vibes. I really like the dress. I could not wear the top half. My boobs would not be handled in that situation up top. But it's still an absolutely gorgeous dress. I do love it. I feel like she should have gotten something said to her. I don't know if it got edited out or if they just were singing her praises the entire time. But they should have said something about what I think is not uh, going with the assignment, which is like marrying the accessory with the design. And I don't like maybe they would have said something if the design if the hat and the dress were two different shades of red but I really don't think it's like the biggest deal breaker in the world like she definitely wasn't going home with this look even if the dress was not the same color as the hat so I think it would have been fine I just don't like when designers get away with like skimping the rules, but it's only certain designers that get that leeway there because yeah, we hear the same thing about Zayden down the line. He wasn't covering anything. Like he was that everything there was completely what the designer picked out. So I think it's, I I don't like the hat covering situation. I do like Coral and I really like this dress though. So I'm happy she got her moment. Mm -hmm. You didn't play by the rules, Coral. You didn't, play by the rules um but coral is in the top uh up next well actually first i want to read to you guys another reddit comment that i read which is that uh bones's dress looks like a, a mattress skirt you know how like oh i mean not wrong brutal absolutely brutal um is christina's look here is christina's look uh the winning look of the episode it is now the l magazine review of this episode called it chartreuse so i guess it is the color chartreuse uh i cannot confirm or deny what the color chartreuse is but apparently it's this um it is a jacket and i think either a jumpsuit or a shirt and pant combination all in this lovely light minty green with a designer brown paper sack as well as her accessory some shoes designed by lauren brinkers I like that last name, Brinkers, that are, hmm, I don't really know how to describe this shoe beyond, like, slip-on. I'm furious that this look won, 
even though mint green is my favorite color, I'm still furious at this look one. Um, please, someone take this rage away from me. Okay, I do like, I will start with a good comment. Just two. I like how it matches the shoes. I think it does complement the shoes very well. And I thought the paper bag was very funny. So I was a fan. I, I liked the that we saw Christina had a little sense of humor. But I am so mad that this one, I feel like this is another case of like what we saw with Octavia. We are going to see Christina in the top constantly because they want to see her in the top and they just love everything she does. But the jacket's cute, but I don't feel like this goes all completely well together. Like it just doesn't, it feels very baggy. It feels like there's a lot of like different like wrinkles everywhere. And I don't like the neckline. Like there's just so many things I don't, like about this outfit that I thought it was going to be safe and then then I was like is it I don't think it's in the bottom but it's like is it really a top look and then it won I just don't project was robbed I'm sorry there was absolutely no way that project's look did not go as well with the accessories as what Christina did like pro someone give project his flowers like no I'm so mad that project did not win this one yeah, it's, I thought we were going for Space Cowboy and we're getting oversized Torrid outfit. I don't know. Is that, I feel like Torrid wouldn't even be this bold with the colors. And the fact that like the the brocade looks kind of wrinkled. I don't know if that's a, a quality of brocade. Oh, I'm yeah. not like the CEO of fabrics. I'm not, I'm not the, the, CEO the CEO of brocade. I'll say that. Yeah, definitely not. Um yeah, the I think what she did was interesting. A top look, is it? Perhaps not. Um, according to the guest judge, Stephen Colbert minus the bear, um, Stephen Cole, <laughs> president of the, <laughs> of the Fashion Institute of America. No, he's a, a council of fashion designers of America. He loved it, but maybe he's just seeing something I didn't. Also, when Christina was like, my family works in like uh, the spaceship industry. I'm like, your grandpa did Sputnik. That's crazy. This bitch's grandpa did Sputnik. Um, Bro, you had to be there. The vibes that Sputnik were probably incredible. <laughs> I, I have to say that what, what upsets me most about this being the winner is that I actually think that the shoes are not spectacular. Like, full respect to this designer. It is an interesting idea. But, like, the tan... I almost thought they were see-through for a second. Like, I couldn't really tell what was going on with the shoes. I didn't think that it was a particularly innovative design of them. But, you know, it's shoes. Like, that's a really hard accessory to turn around in, like, what, two days? So, I, I was... Um, she even says it to Christina when she sort of pulls it. She's like, oh, I wanted to do more, but we didn't have time. Um, so, I, I feel for this shoe designer... And I think she is great in a lot of ways. But to me, I was I was upset that this was the top look, especially because we didn't really um, we didn't really see much about like why they liked it so much other than like, oh, it's pretty. I don't know. I feel like the judges did not give me a rationale for why they liked this look so much. You know what I miss? I really miss when they would get up super close to the designs and like be like there's a hem here. There's a hem here. Oop, they didn't sew this. I'm I miss Heidi Klum just getting right up to a model and being like, Do you hate wearing this garment? Like, uh, those were the days. Normalize being mean.
Bullying works sometimes, I'm telling you. Uh, speaking of bullying, um, Katie's up. Now, the more I look at this, the more I'm just like, uh, I'm, I'm just sad. And the model has such good thighs, too. She's got like, she looks like she's a runner, actually. She's got great thighs. Um, the high-low is one of the most heinous pieces of fashion there is. It just is, inherently. And the fact that Katie could not commit to a short, bouncy sort of dress is so bizonkers to me. I, I don't understand her one bit. And she said this was her fabric from home. I think if she loses the ruffles or the neck, just make it a swoop neck. You don't even need to show a little bit of cleave. Just make it a, a nice little swoop right before, uh, you know, the bosom meets. And just just get rid of that little butt cape. And this would be fine. This would be so passable. Uh, and that's the thing. Nobody's shitting on Katie for her fabric choices or her pops of color, right? They They haven't said that they're tired of the color. It's just like always the way that she structures and designs her garment. And the shoes look like she's going to the clown bowling alley. God. Ugh. I think um, this is the perfect outfit to bring back the up-close critiques because, God, that hemline looks uneven. And I really shouldn't be talking because I, if I, if I was face-to-face with a sewing machine, I would lose. So I can't really talk that much crap. But, damn, that is completely a slant like if you if you went to your haircut person and they cut your hair at that angle you would demand a refund oh no my bull up uh, you know what sometimes when someone is so diluted you have to shake them to reality katie this is not taste this is not style it is it's it's you but you are not for everyone just makes me so mad I'm so glad we don't have to see any more of this again I'm just uh, like she looks this looks like a like a maternity clown gown the more I'm looking at it now with like it's there's no shape the hemline the ruffles it's all upsetting me especially with the shoes with it the yellow buttons the fact that the buttons are yellow of all things like Mm. oh my god I can't but it, it really is a taste issue. But like, I, I'm telling you, like, if we gave her any of these suggestions, I think we, she would have said we were being slutty. So I'm just like, I can't, I can't with it. I'm just, I'm done with the, like, I'm done with Katie being like how she is uncomfortable with like women showing any type of skin, which I'm totally if that's how Katie wants to present herself, like if she is personally uncomfortable with showing a low neckline or showing a low hem or something or wearing a short dress, that is totally acceptable for Katie. But stop selling this as like, this is what fashion is that now we're all, we're all going to be all bundled up and covered up for in ruffles and dresses with no waistline i can't i can't with it i also just hate i hate the green trim on on the ruffles like it just does something that is just like it's really upsetting yeah i okay nicole i don't know for sure if this is the term to use but would you describe katie's outfits as chuggy no because at least chuggy things are popular 
you know, like, <laughs> like uh, it just, it's, I tacky isn't the word. Just I, like, I, I, I'm going to call it hokey pokey. Hokey pokey. But she better turn her ass around and go back to Japan. And that's what it's all about. No, anyway, we're so mean. I'm so sorry, Katie. It'll get um, better. It does get better, kids. Um, now, Katie's shoes were designed by Rebecca Hakey's. Uh, I thought she also did a fun job. She brought multiple shoelaces. She was ready. Um, Chantal's got this beautiful silk red gown with a brooch in the middle uh, designed by Aziza Abdullah Nicole. I fucking love this look. This Chantal has been excused from her crimes against the plus size community from episode one because holy shit this is one of my favorite looks of the episode and i'm furious it did not get more recognition this is red carpet ready this is an absolute serve i loved it so much guys am i i am i the only one just having a moment here no i feel like this is one of the we finally have a sexy look for a plus size model and I think this might be the first time we've said this about the plus size designer looks and I'm so glad that Chantal did the damn thing I think this dress is gorgeous um the I don't know it might this might just be the picture that it's posting but the waist part on the side that's turned to us looks a little uneven but that could just be the picture so I'm not gonna but I remember just being so blown away when it was going down the runway and I thought it looked so beautiful I loved the the little train in the back and how she designed everything I thought it was just beautiful and I wish we saw a little more of her design process this episode and the red looks stunning as well so I was very happy with how this turned out. And I wish we saw a little more of Chantal's process because she was, we saw her get emotional at the beginning, but we didn't really get to see everything tied together at the end. Yeah, I think Chantal got a great designer. I think there were like multiple pieces of jewelry at play here. There's like the brooch, but there was also the necklace hanging off the back. So um, I think Chantal produced a very gorgeous garment. I don't know how a full figure woman with big titties like me is so well supported in this dress. I can't believe Chantal pulled that off. Um, um, and if she did it, and that's just an illusion, she pulled something off. <laughs> but yes, I do I like this look. I um, If Coral wasn't so consistently safe, especially in times when she should have been in the top, we probably would have seen Chantal on the top. I feel confident about that. Yeah, and... I really love um, the color on the model skin tone, but I really, I'm obsessed with the brooch. The brooch, the brooch. I'm obsessed with this middle of the waist sort of uh, connector. I love it. I'm like, I don't know what it is about it. It's, you know, it, it's almost looks like um, half of a yin yang sign because it's got this sort of like swoop to it, like a paisley sort of swoop. Um, and this beautiful stone in the middle. It's like, it's so classy. It's so elegant. I'm really like obsessed with uh, the way that this is incorporated into the look. It gives more of a, like the silk already, like it already, it looks like it's like draped together and the brooch is just 
holding it, like holding it all in place and stuff. And it looks like it's just like all strategically draped around her. I think it looks beautiful on her. Up next, Zayden and his dress. Now, what is this dress? You know what this dress is, folks? It is um, rainbow belt chic. Remember when Roxy Andrews was here to make it clear and she made a dress out of rainbow belts? This looks a little bit like that color aesthetic. No shade, I actually think it's very good. And I actually really like this dress. Another, I think, successful design for plus size women. Or uh, probably normal size women. I would say this model, Rachel, is gotta be like a six or something. And she looks damn good. This had a little too much going on, but I don't think it deserved to be in the bottom three at all. And Gia, I know you agreed with me earlier. Tell me, what kind of shit were they smoking backstage that they decided to put this in the bottom? I don't know. I I love the dress silhouette. I love the cut that Zayden went with here. So I was in love with this. The color isn't my first choice, the fabric colors, but I understand where he was going with it of trying to pick patterns and uh, jewelry that really highlighted indigenous cultures. So I totally get that. Um, I It upsets me that the judges were going on about how like this was too accessorized and like this is how, this is why this is in the bottom because part of indigenous cultures is highlighting lots of big, beautiful pieces of jewelry. And maybe Zayden could have found other pieces that highlight it, but I think he gets the message that he wanted to get across with this. And I really don't think that it was the judge's place to put it in the bottom for the reasons that are true to indigenous culture. You know, like it just feels off that these judges are saying that him highlighting these pieces was wrong for this look when I think it gets the point across that he wanted to make when they were going in and kind of pointing out some of the uh, design issues that were in it or like how some of the, the, the hems were off or that it wasn't like perfectly put together that I can understand why he might not get in the top for that reason. But I really don't think that this was a look that should have been in the bottom. And I really hated hearing their reasonings for why it should have been in the bottom. The purse was also very lovely. I do wish that there was a way to highlight this purse more and maybe a different design would have gone better with that. But I think that this was a very muted bag. So I think that um, I thought that Zayden made the earrings from stuff he found at the accoutrement store. So I could understand why they made the critique about there being too many accessories. But sometimes like when I, like you ever cut up a t-shirt and you, even though it comes out kind of bad, you feel the need to wear it because you, you ruined that t-shirt and yep. you got at least the one. Mm-hmm. That's the the vibe I got is that it was like so close to what's it called? Like he put the, put the earrings on, didn't want to let them go, even though it was too much with that beautiful fabric and the dress looked like it was constructed pretty decently. I forgot what the specific, um, if there were any design uh, criticisms about the dress but yeah they just wanted to make an example of him which stinks because sure someone always over accessorizes every season and it's a cautionary tale and it lends them to being in the bottom 
but when there were I probably yeah, there's worse looks out there than this mm-hmm. um probably throw one of the more boring looks in there in the bottom over this but it was an easy critique they do it every year for a reason yeah I, I think that I do agree with the judges that you could lose a lot of these things only because it's part of the challenge is to focus on the accessory right in any other challenge this would be like yeah like this this all does style together perfectly fine but i do see what uh i think it was brandon or maybe it was nina who said like because you look at the earrings you assume that might be the accessory and it takes away from the actual accessory which is all the way down on the other you know end of the model hanging down by her knees so you lose the point of vision that you're supposed to be looking for um but i like the colors on the model i actually think her makeup is stunning um and to me it just shows that zayden no matter what zayden does have taste like he you cannot look at this outfit and say that zayden doesn't have good design aesthetic interesting taste i mean that slit is so high and yet this dress isn't slutty and i love that about zayden you know and up next another handbag another day in the hamptons it's aaron michael taking the swimsuit to the sea um with a matching crazy beach bag from a designer lorna nixon i have to say that the blue you said this earlier right gia that the blue is heinous and that the bathing suit is nice yeah i think for what he was trying to do with highlighting like making a bathing suit for this challenge and taking a risk there i do like the bathing suit i just don't feel like the cover does any favors and now that i'm looking at it this close like yeah. it really don't think it's it a really, i think yeah to be it, fair it's a really unflattering like, screen grab especially the blue with the white and piled on like that i feel like he should have done a different cover and highlighted the bathing suit more if that's what he was trying to do because this looks like a dress that like did not see fully like its full potential yeah now that i'm looking at this picture nice and big on my computer screen it's not giving what i thought it gave that blue photograph so terribly it's so shiny and i feel like if i wore that at the beach i would feel even more bloated because usually you wear a cover up, you know, to cover up a little bit of the floaty in the tummy where that fabric is just so bunchy, it adds where it shouldn't. Maybe if the swimsuit underneath was another color, I think that is also would help because then you wouldn't have to rely so heavily on the cover up, making sure that you can't see my, my see through my, my white bathing suit when I hop in the water, it has to be functional too. But yeah, there's a few edits here um, we know Aaron, he's our bestie, bestie vibes only with our king, but um, even our besties have bad weeks. I was worried that this was going to be in the bottom, even when I saw it. It probably should have been. Well, I think it should have been. I would say that take out Zayden and put in Aaron for this because there's nothing flattering about the way that the neckline, see, okay, for those who aren't looking directly at a photo of this, it is sort of like a halter. I don't think it's a full halter, but both straps uh, connect directly to like the pieces that cover the bust but then it is a halter bathing suit so there's just so much crowding going around on the model's neck and this is why most um, cover-ups I think have a full shoulder to them have almost like a little bit of a sleeve or a full sleeve it's just not hitting the mark and I'll say this I don't know about you guys 
I think fashion fully needs to move on from circle uh, accessories or accents on outfits, like like a circle belt. Uh, Aaron straps go through these little sort of brass circles. We as a society have moved on from that aesthetic. It look she the model looks like she is at Lindsay Lohan's Mykonos TV show and showed up late. You know, it it it's not a it's not a toot for me by any means. The bag is wild. I think we got to talk about the bag. It's not a great photo, but it like it doubles as like a backpack slash purse slash looks like you could, could like unroll it and hang like your whole wardrobe in it. I don't know. This purse was crazy. It was wild. And I can see where the beach inspirations came from with this bag. Totally get it. The cover needs to be something completely different than what Aaron had decided with this. So nice try. Not everything was put together well, though. Credit where credit is due. Aaron did make a really good bathing suit. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember Blake from so many seasons ago, but that shit's hard for some designers. So props, props to our lovely Aaron. Up next, a queen within her own rights. We have Chastity and Chastity's incredible black crop top and pant with some orange trim and a beautiful handbag uh, with lots of lovely eyes on it. Creepy but cool. Designed by Andras Quintero Betancourt. I have to say, kudos to Chastity for designing a look with orange sort of spiked stripes on a black outfit and some creepy looking eyes on a purse. And nobody once said this looks like Halloween. The style and taste that this woman possesses. Good for her. Also, Beautiful crop top for a plus size model. Let's get right into it. Nicole, what do you think about this? Sorry, I just saw someone say Coral's eyeliner. Every time I see her eyeliner, I got anxiety attack, LOL. And I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's true. Coral does do her eyeliner like halfway through her eye and then does the wing. And she's already got like a tiny little face. Okay, back to chastity. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just saw that and I was like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Chastity, great job by not getting the Halloween comment. Probably some favoritism from the judges, not, not mentioning that. Um, but I think the look was fine. It was safe. It was a little bulky in the top. Um, the bag is cool. The bag is probably my favorite part of the outfit. But I see why this was right in the middle of the road. We got two sexy plus size looks this week, and I am living for it. I love it chastity oh, i love it i love a good boot window i think this looks so hot and it's great the it's hard to tell when the model was walking down the runway but the orange on the sleeves matches the orange at the handle of the bag and it looks so good i love everything about this this is why she's christian siriano's favorite as i have now made can <laughs> and I'm just like so excited to see more of her. I am kind of sad that we didn't get to hear a comment from them. Like I wanted Chastity to be in the top so bad, but I can understand why this was a safe look as as opposed to a top look, mm -hmm. but it looks so good and I love it. This would probably be one of the ones that I would wear myself. You know, sometimes there's outfits that 
you like, but you know, you couldn't possibly wear yourself. This would be one of the ones that I feel like I could grab and wear immediately. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. And I love the purse. I think the purse is the, the accessory I would most want to purchase. And up next, second to last, we have Anna. I am shocked that this is not in the top. Anna makes a beautiful black gown with a halter top that is directly in uh, tandem with the beautiful jewelry, uh, as well as a belt designed by Sally Reardon. Um, What a fucking serve, huh? This was gorgeous. I think Anna got the perfect designer, accessory designer for Anna. So this was just so beautiful. I love the sleeves. I almost feel like this wasn't in the top because it was a little more basic to like the the dress design to what we've seen from Anna before. But I think it goes so well with the jewelry that was designed for this look. I think it was beautiful. Maybe now that I'm looking at it all together, maybe it would pick a different color for this dress, like something more of a red to match the jewels in the jewelry. But other than that, I think it's beautiful. And also Mimi's wearing it. And Mimi's one of the best models that's on the show right now. So of course, anything that she's in, it's going to look good. Thought the jewels were cool. I get why this look was safe, even though it is one of the more beautiful looks on the runway. Probably just because it's in that color range and it was easier to point to outfits that jumped out more. But this was just so classically elegant and well-constructed. And it's another um, notch in Anna's belt. When she's at the end of the road, she can show that um, she had consistent looks all the way through. And this is just another one. Even though it might be a little safe, it's good. And finally, up last, we have a lovely look from Project inspired by his wonderful grandmother. It is a beautiful silk, light, light, that's called Robin's Egg Blue Baby, dress with a blue turban. And uh, one of the funnest accessory, the most fun accessory possible, these beautiful flower and jewel covered gloves. I mean, this is, such a great way to take your personal inspiration and put it into some beautiful fashion on the runway what do you guys think yeah the gloves i mean the gloves were so stunningly beautiful but that um definitely doesn't take away from how gorgeous um project's look was this week like he really does have a good range like i know i criticized him last week for making like an ugly wrap dress but he made another, he made a good dress this week. So it cancels out the one that I didn't like last week. Um, Putting him back in the good graces, giving him some good momentum. As we get pretty deep in the competition, I think a lot of the, a lot of the designers who were more filler queens have gone at this point. So Mm. uh, we need these looks to be stepped up consistently and Project easily did that. This look should have worn, when I saw the gloves, when Project screamed, when Project screamed, I screamed. Like <laughs> we were just so in sync this episode. This look is beautiful. The gloves are amazing. Kudos to the accessory designer. She did the damn thing, and it was so nice to see them collaborate together. You can feel the inspiration in his look. This is 
church lady, hot, like pastor's wife realness. I love it. Oh my God. I just love everything. The fact that he got a head wrap in there too is stunning. I think Project's general design aesthetic is the one that I like the most out of the, maybe Zayden could also fight for that spot in my heart, but, and Aaron, obviously, but I can't compare Aaron, but like the clothes that like I would be most likely to wear. I think the blues gorgeous. I think it all just is so well together. And if we're talking about who did, who understood the assignment the best, I feel like hands down it's Prajay and his accessory designer because like I barely remembered the winning designer's accessory, yeah. not because of the accessory designer, but because the look was meh and I don't feel like it did anything to really accentuate the shoes that it went with. So I'm baffled at the fact that Prajay did not take this one home. Couldn't agree more. Project has shown an incredibly interesting garment, right? It's got these beautiful sort of like, almost like panels, but I don't want to call it gills because that's not what it is. But there is sort of straight lines of paneling on the front of his garment that give it a dynamic shape. It is old and retro, but it is very fresh. It's a beautiful color. The gloves are so fun. And if some RuPaul's Drag Race queen does not steal like fashion, huge fashion gloves, they are missing out, baby, because this is going to be such a fucking thing. Like, th this is my, you know, Naomi's the tastemaker of the future prediction. But, like, these gloves, like, these gloves are just so interesting. There's so much you can do with gloves, I think, in general. Um, and I, I, kudos to Prajay for really taking it to another level in this piece of fashion. Of note, I did look up the glove shop from that specific designer on Instagram and 11 drag queens that I follow on my main Instagram <laughs> follow the, the glove shop. So keep your eyes out. We might be seeing Alyssa Edwards with a pair of Katie Nicholas originals in the future. Yes, Katie Sue Nicholas. Good for her. Um, but she didn't win the 25K because Christina won it. Um, which I was a little frustrated by. I, I felt that it was it was really funny to hear like all these stories of designers being like, man, it's been really hard in the pandemic. I've had such a hard time making money. Didn't hear any of that from Christina. And then she was like, I win. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, this is such a weird storyline. Well, at the end of the day, it is time for Katie to go. And Christian does give her a piece of advice, which I do agree with, which is he says like, you have a customer out there. And, you know, people have been ragging on Katie a lot online. I agree with that. I think that Katie, I don't know how you guys feel. Katie does have somebody out there who's going to want to buy her work. I just think that if she realizes that, you know, oh, let me make, you know, more flattering shirts or more interesting, like, outfits, that she'll definitely find people who want to buy this stuff. There's tons of, like, quirky ants out there who need, you know, outfits for the summer. So, Katie, I hope you find your customer and I'm glad Christian did not use a Siriano save. Guys, what the fuck was that preview for next week? What the good goddamn hell was that? I have absolutely no idea what the fuck's going on next week. Um, it's avant-garde. Are they in pairs? Because I can't tell. Avant-garde? Car crash. What I the will hell? Be for that fall. Yeah, so it's a faux fur challenge, apparently. 
already going to be strange and definitely going to produce some heinous pieces of fashion. Can't tell if they're in partnerships. And there's a car crash. And I've never seen a more dramatic preview only to reveal all of the designers uh, sitting on the runway looking fine. Like, they spoiled their own teaser. I, I don't know. Project Runway. Get your fucking shit together. It was just it was just a weird thing to highlight in the episode as like this is something to look forward to for next episode. Like I don't I'm happy everyone's okay, but also it just feels like a weird thing to highlight. It's like you get to watch a car crash next next project runway episode. I'm like, I'm all I'm all good. Yeah, Thank I didn't you, but I don't follow Project Runway for the jump scare of it all. For the drama. Um, so I have a question for both of you. Who are the four designers you want to see at Fashion Week? We are down to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten designers. You can pick four of them to put in Fashion Week. Gia, who are you sending to Fashion Week? Clearly, I am sending Prajay because this man <laughs> has been robbed on several occasions. I am obviously sending Aaron because we love him. And, you know, I'm keeping my stand card throughout the season. Anna, obviously. Uh, Anna has been killing it. I can only imagine what she's going to do with a big collection. And honestly, I feel like she's pretty much guaranteed a spot there at this point, unless she really messes up in the next few weeks, knock on wood. But I I am pretty confident we're going to get Anna in Fashion Week, and I'm very excited for that. Are we doing like personal preference or what we think? Yeah, is just like you, fashion? you like I want to know who I, you want to see yes. 10, 12 garments from, you know? Yes. Um, so those three definitely. Now there's a couple that I wouldn't mind replacing my spot. So it's like very, you know, <laughs> like take it with a grain of salt. Like there's a couple in there. I wouldn't mind being in a replacement. Um, I would say it would be between Chastity and Zayden though, for that fourth spot. They've both been in the bottom twice now. So I would like for them to get out of that. I need them to do better, but I love them both. So I need them to, I need them to get there. I would love to see something from both of them. Um, this is like Sophie's choice. There's so many good people left, um, but I know that the people that I want to be there will not be there because the judges have the biggest, hardest boner for Octavio ever. So obviously he'll be there. And I might like realistically, I think the final four will be Anna, Octavio, Rajay, and either Chantal or Christina, perhaps. Yeah. That's not what I want. I want it to be Chantal, Chastity, Anna, and either Prajay or Aaron. I think that's what I want in my heart. But it ain't going to happen. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I think, yeah, I think the answer you gave about who's actually going to be there is who we're going to see in the finale. Mm -hmm. But that is not who I want there at all. I'm scared Chantal's going to be robbed at five or something. She's giving me like sixth place rob goddess, to yeah. be honest, from what we've seen so far. And I don't want her to be a sixth place rob goddess. I'm just saying I feel like that's when the judges are going to let her go. Yeah, I, I would love to see Chastity, Zayden, 
Oh, Anna for sure. And um, I, you know, I guess it is Chantal. To me, Chantal still hasn't fully impressed me, but I do like a lot of what she does. And she has shown to me the most variety in um, her ability to sort of pivot from one idea to the next. Where I think like we see a lot of Christina with the baggy clothes and the, you know, the billowiness and the, the you know, the whatever. I think that Chantal has done a lot of different variants. So I would love to see her have a lot of variants within a collection. Um, those are my picks. I just want to give a shout out to Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berry, who tweeted at us uh, last week and said, just getting to episode one of Project Run, I, I hated Meg's dress. Elizabeth, you're right on track. Thank you for tweeting at us for your hate of Meg and that outfit. At least in 2022, we will not need to see the beige dress. <laughs> well, it was it wasn't beige. It was like it was like it was purple. I remember it was like black and purple, but it was ill fitting. It was not. It cute. wasn't. I was thinking beige because it was meh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was purple in spirit, but beige vibes. The dress was meh, guys. What a strange road it's been to get this far. We are chugging along through the season. If you have questions or thoughts about the episode, you can tweet at us, at Classic Lugia, at Behind the Secret, at Naomi Calhoun. Do you guys have anything else coming up in the docket you want to talk about people should listen to? Check them out. No, I'm still writing for Inside Survivor, recapping uh, season 41 of Survivor. So that's been a lot of fun. Other than that, I'm just uh, tweeting my, what I think are iconic tweets on Twitter most of the time. So I think it's worth a follow just personally, but I think any of us are worth an iconic follow. Just change your whole Twitter experience. I'm just chilling over here. I'm just tweeting potentially at like three in the morning after, um, yeah, yesterday I day drank, so it really threw up my equilibrium. So if you were up at like one in the morning, I was tweeting some really like in my bag tweets that were funny, but also in my bag and they were gone at like 7 a.m. So follow me to potentially catch those. Mm. And I also but I'm not doing anything else. Go listen to Nicole on Renap recently. A lot of fun. Um, Thank you. You know. I'm always here to support the Queens. Other than that, uh, check out Silent Podcast. They have amazing coverage of lots of different shows. I saw Katie is talking about The Real Housewives, uh, which is some awesome stuff. I know, we all know shit just went down on Real Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and I don't even watch the show. So you got to check in to hear all the tea. Thank you for listening. Check out Silent Podcast. And as always, um, one day you're in and the next day you're out. But we're still in, baby. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. 
LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.